2: They're long friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and
1: first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk.
2: Get the hell off of my doorstep.
1: Major League Baseball, you sting. It's Willard and Dibs. Uh. On 957,
2: the game. Baxter Holmes of ESPN in 45 minutes. Cover story. Golden State Warriors, the headlines. Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and a Golden State Warriors Dynasty at a crossroads. See you at the crossroads. See so you at the crossroads, crossroads. So crossroads. crossroads. Diz. Totally. Yeah, so Baxter bum, Holmes. Bum, gonna, bum, gonna, bum, bum. <laughs> you totally. can join us at uh he's join us at 315, and we'll talk this out. Can I read just one quote to start? There's so many. I've been thumbing through this thing and it's wow, it's incredible. And it's sports radio, so I know I'm not going to change any of your minds. I have nothing bad to say about Joe Lacob and I'm not bothered by arrogance. It doesn't bother me. I don't know how the hell, how would you be Joe Lacob and not be arrogant? How's that even possible? You're a billionaire. Right, self-made, by the way. You changed the entire structure of the city of San Francisco. You arrived and turned a franchise that was a joke into a consistent champion. I don't know how the hell you wouldn't be arrogant. I'd be arrogant. I am, and I don't even have any of those things.
1: Well, and he was arrogant even before he became a four-time champion. He was arrogant when he stepped to the floor when he took the team 14 years ago at the Mullen Retirement Ceremony, and he got booed soundly. <laughs> Come on, people. By, I, I mean, I, I was watching that at home, and I was like... It was uncomfortable. Oh, no, doubled over it with very, laughter. Yeah, I, it was one yeah, of the but, funniest things I've ever seen. Right,
2: but but discomfort, sometimes you react with laughter. I mean, that was... Right. It, yes, it was very uncomfortable
1: for someone, not you. Right. Right. I, I saw an owner who had so much arrogance <laughs> and hubris, and this guy is up there... Going on and on, and you know, trying to steal the moment from Mullen or whatever the feelings were at the time, it was like, Who do you think you are? you had turn this team into a winner. Mm-hmm. Come on, LaCobe, and then you got nothing. <laughs> so true
2: for a while. It was Dude, Joe LaCobe, it was
1: LaCobe for until he got that first title. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. A lot of LaCobe <laughs> and Goober, yeah. And like
2: his partner's name is Goober. What are we doing here? This guy's going to make the Warriors a winner, and he brought he brought his buddy Goober with him? What, and he's a part owner of the Dodgers? Right. Get right. out of here. Yeah, look at him now. Yeah, look at him now. Look at him now. Looking for one for the thumb. However, one rival exec told Baxter Holmes, quote, These rich dudes all think they have the magic touch. Most get humbled by losing early in their ownership tenure. Joe Lacob came in with the same attitude, and then he won everything for 10 years. So it's understandable he thinks he can do no wrong. End quote. I think that's interesting. There's no criticism in there. The word is understandable, and I understand it. And as I've said to you a number of times, I'm not bothered by arrogance. It's one of the reasons Kyle Shanahan doesn't bother me one damn bit. I'm not bothered by arrogance. Well, think, he
1: can't be arrogant because well, he hasn't
2: won. Great. How dare he? Yeah, exactly. I'm, it just doesn't bother me. I think it's an absolute necessity. We we demand it from some and then get turned off by it from others. Right? If somebody's on the court or on the field talking trash, that's arrogance. doesn't bother us. We think it's cool. It's part of the whole picture. But... Uh, others are not allowed, and it's a turnoff. Whatever. I have no issue with Joe Lake being arrogant. my My thought process is: What does this mean? If he truly does think he has the magic touch, and there are other things we will read to you shortly that would suggest he does, he really believes, and 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 he's not wrong that he's had a major hand in this. I'm not saying he, even Joe doesn't think that the that, that Steph Curry's presence is the number one reason. I think he gets that, but he's been a very successful businessman. He has crushed it for the Warriors. Therefore, he thinks you can just stay at least in the neighborhood of up there all the time, every year, no matter what, cause I said so. Right. I don't know if you can do that. I don't even know if you want to do that. And the reason it's such great timing to talk about this today, good job, Baxter, and your editors, is that we start tonight in a number of, what do we got? Four and a half hours. Yeah. Warriors Survivor starts. 29 games to figure out who gets to stay on the island. And then what? Joe Lacob will demand that everything stay at an incredibly high level, and I don't necessarily know if you can just demand that. I don't know if you can make it so just because you say so.
1: Especially when you are dealing with trying to get out of the second apron and try to get underneath the tax. Yep. It's one thing if you were in an uncapped sport where you could just throw money at the problem like the Yankees seem to do each and every year and the Dodgers have done, although they're paying Shohei Ohtani a dollar, as you mentioned before in the NBA, you don't have that ability and Steph Curry's salary goes up and then it goes up again. So you're trying to build around Steph, You're trying to maximize his window and you're trying to prolong this winning way, this winning culture, this winning streak that you've been going on. At some point, Steph is going to retire And your young players, if they're good enough, if Kaminga's good enough to be a perennial all-star and you can build around him, well, then maybe you won't have to have that dip. But it's very rare. The San Antonio thing is a great example, and Baxter cites it in his story about how they were trying to bridge the gap. And they had it bridged from Duncan and Robinson to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi wins a title, and then Kawhi gets hurt, and Kawhi gets disgruntled, and he leaves. And... There it goes. Drop the curtain on that bridge because it ended. And, and who are they now? Still under the same great
2: Hall of Fame coach and Greg Popovich, right? Same owner, I think. Yeah, they can barely win a game. Right? They can barely win a game. They're but, lottery bound again. Well, that's. I, I think they're doing but, it intentionally. Yeah, m- maybe. Well, I don't know about intentionally. They're they're handing the reins over to Victor Wimbenyama, and this is what young players do. They lose. They lose. Young players lose unless they are. Um, you know, bit role players who can contribute to a winner, that's fine, but you don't hand them the
1: keys, right? that's for sure. Well, unless they're playing alongside a legend like Magic won as a young player, but yeah, yeah. he was playing alongside Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they had a stacked team. Totally. But in, in this day and age in the NBA, young players... You don't win. It takes time and you have to build a roster around you.
2: Also, back then, that was when players
1: largely were
2: coming out after years of seasoning in college or at least right a year or two, even something, something. Now players are coming in. They're 18 years old. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Good they point. weigh 120 pounds, and they're like, I'm going to be great. It's like, cool, sit there for a few years, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. But you're right. You use the phrase bridge the gap. That's actually, uh, as this article really details, what what two timelines used to be called. Like this, and, and we'll ask Baxter this. It sounds like this actually came up in a boardroom, and Joe Lacob was like, bridge the gap. Like, he wrote it on the wall. That's what we're doing. We're going to bridge the gap. And they didn't know how much the big three had left, or if they were still championship caliber at their age and their injuries. Turns out they probably were wrong in thinking that their days leading a team to a title were over. So then in 2022, poof, they win. And they're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Right? If we had seen that coming, we probably would've drafted players who weren't projects. Therefore, they could contribute right away. We knowingly, purposefully drafted players who were projects. And, yes, that caused some discord between ownership and the coaching staff. And why wouldn't it? Look at what it's led to. It's led to an opinion that is rampant in this market that Steve Kerr is bad for young people. And I think it's a big puff of smoke. The whole thing. You know who Steve Kerr plays? The people who will help. Yeah. Today. Today, he's not perfect. Should he have left Kaminga in against the Nuggets? Yes, Moody. yes, yes. The Moody one. Yes, yep. but now we're, now we're barreling it down to a half of basketball. The the big picture, listen to this. This is from Baxter's article. The Warriors bridge the gap approach, which Lacob outlined with The Athletic shortly after they selected Kaminga and Moody in 21 initially was met with apprehension and skepticism among the coaching staff who believed that competing for championships while properly developing young talent was, quote, virtually unprecedented. (laughs) Let me change it. It's not virtually unprecedented. It's unprecedented. You can't do it. Well, the Spurs did it,
1: it, and then it ended because Kawhi left.
2: Yeah, but not really. Two timelines means that, like – You guys are going to do this and win, and then you're going to leave, and then you guys are going to do this and win, and we're going to draft projects, and we're going to do this all on,
1: on the fly. The Spurs made 22 consecutive playoff appearances, and they won five titles over the course of 15 years.
2: But never with lottery picks who were projects. Kawhi Leonard was a college basketball player. He's stud who was a dra- stud San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, and was drafted in the teens. Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, players from overseas who they were picking up in the second round for
1: crying out right. loud. So the, the gap can be bridged, but when you're drafting 18- and 19-year-old projects, it makes it more difficult. And Just a bit. The fact that they won that championship sent the whole thing into a certain amount of, of disrepair because now... I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep these guys on ice for two or three more years while you're chasing another chip? Because that's kind of where, where they are now. They, they got rid of Wiseman. They got rid of Poole. And Moody's been shuttled toward the end of the bench. And Kaminga's emerged. But if Kaminga hadn't emerged this year, he probably would still be getting 10th man minutes. Yeah. I, there's, just, there's a lot in here that I think starts tonight.
2: And it's incredibly interesting. And you can lay out whether you're not concerned at all or 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 totally concerned, but think about the words and the actions. Right, the bridge the gap, the two timelines, and then it becomes. Remember, jo- Joe Lacob standing at the back of the Steve Kerr press yes, conference. Yeah. Warriors had just gotten Jokic'd, Right, he hits the half court shot. They Man. lose. They blow that game. Kaminga hadn't played the final 18 minutes, and there's Lacob in the back of the press conference staring at Steve. The hell was that, Steve? The hell was that? Okay? And Steve's sitting here going, well, I, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Right? Like, what do you... So Wiggins is playing really well. You want Wiggins to play well. You want Steph to play well. You want me to get Clay going? You want me to develop Kaminga? You want me to win the game? You want Moody in? Pajemski's on the come? I've been trying to say this all year, and I know it's not a great like sports take, but can we take a minute for how difficult this is? Take Steve Kerr's name out of it if it triggers you. For any coaching staff to figure out how to play who and when, I got another one for you. Chris Paul's about to return. You want him to play? Of
1: course. Whose minutes is he taking? He's taking Podjemski's minutes. I don't like that. Yeah, of course not. That's a no from me, dog. But Pods, is, uh, Pods has been playing great, but Chris Paul's a veteran, and when you get into nut-crunching time and you get down the stretch, you want to have that veteran presence. So, right. you know, he's not taking Corey Joseph's and, minutes anymore. And all the Warriors four games over 500 when he comes back? Are they two games under five hundred? Probably about the same. What are
2: they playing for? What's the goal? Chris Paul's going to have his option declined. He's not a part of the future. Pajemski yep. is. like you got to navigate this almost quarter by quarter.
1: But you're not worried about the future. You're worried about this year. Joe Lacob is. Well, Joe Lacob's worried about this year. And he knows in the future that Chris Paul won't be here. So, and Brandon Podjemski, if you happen to reduce his minutes in the interest of winning. Now he's going to be fine and he'll play again. But to your point, your bigger point, it's not easy when you've got 12 playable guys figuring out who plays when and how much you're going to play the whole idea about Steve Kerr and being able to coach the young players and develop young players. That is a gigantic misnomer to me because young players develop or they don't on their own. Jonathan Kaminga put in the work this offseason and got better. And he got a chance to play this year. And he's shown lately, especially, that those gains that he made are now paying off. And if he wasn't playing well and he put in all that work in the summer, if he's coming back and still not getting it, that's not on Steve Kerr. That's on Jonathan Kaminga to get better.
2: Well, and and then there's also this. I mean, in many ways, the whole idea of Steve Kerr and the Warriors staff doesn't know how to develop young players. This was a debate that was raging when it was raging in between 2021 and 2022 because the Warriors had just gotten a bunch of young players in the lottery. And people were like, you got to play them. You got to develop them. Stop going on this goose chase for another ring. Right. And think about it now. Steve's sitting there going, "Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm going to stick with what I believe." And it and it developed a chasm, I believe. That was when this was born. The current chasm between Steve Kerr and the fans. It was born then. What happened in the summer of 2022? Y'all, Steve was right. They won the title. Steve was right, and Joe was wrong. And that's okay to say. That doesn't make Joe a bad owner. It doesn't. But Steve was right, and Joe was wrong. Joe was at the top. I mean, obviously, Bob Myers, too. But Joe even states in this article, we could have drafted people who were more ready to play. But we didn't. Well, Joe, why? Because at the heart of the matter... You thought you were done winning. You thought you were done. And Steve's sitting over here in the corner going, "Ah, ah, uh-uh-uh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to be stubborn, and I'm going to stick with my vets. And you got another ring out of it. Did it delay some things? Did it, boy, did it crater Wiseman's career? Maybe, although I think he just can't play. You know, did it slow Kaminga? You could argue that. Was it worth it? (laughs) Of course Of course it was. So that's what I wonder. That's what I wonder going forward. He's all but admitting with all of these quotes that they thought the Warriors were done. They thought they were done winning. So he's trying to start moving forward, and it's not an irrational thing. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people thought they were done. And so that has shaped who they drafted and how they've approached the whole thing. And now... Now take that into this year, because the same exact thing, to a degree, is happening. Are you done winning? Is it time to start, develop, like really going, okay, Kaminga and Pajemski, this is your show. Is it time to do that? Or with these last 29 games, do you want to see what veteran players
1: who are now playing well can do? You want to see what the veterans can do, until you get to a point where you actually are done winning because you can get into the 10 seed, the nine, the eight, the seven. It doesn't matter. You can go on a run and you have veterans who've won championships before. So you're not done winning and you're going to play Pajemski and you're going to play Kaminga anyway, because they're now part of the rotation. You don't have to develop them. Now, if you want to start giving Lester Quinones minutes and bring up Guy Santos and we're getting Moses Moody 30 minutes a night, well then yeah, then you're looking at giving up on the season, and you're being done trying to win this year. But right now, you're, you're going to play those other two young guys because they're good.
2: Let me throw another quote at you from when Kaminga and Moody got uh, got uh, got drafted, or as Gu would say, Kamudi. So, quote: um, "We now have some incredible potential that we can bridge to the future. When you can do both of these things at once, it's magic." That's end quote from Joe Lacob. Um, I think when you can do both of these things at once, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. I don't think it's possible. And I and I and I do wonder how that sort of it wasn't a marketing slogan, but it almost became one, don't you think? The whole two timelines thing? It's like they didn't make t-shirts no that was a media creation it was but
1: it but he never said two timelines but they acted like they were trying to do that
2: and they and they said things that led to that right and he did he coined bridge the gap that was going to be the that was the game plan and i think that that has shaded what a lot of people think about the golden state warriors right now what they think about steve kerr who's sitting here right now on february 22nd unsigned for the future. I hope Steve Kerr is still the coach of this team, and 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 I really wonder what it is that has him currently not the head coach of this team beyond this year. What is it?
1: Well, he said to us that it's just uh, you know a question of working out the details. He wants to still be the coach, and I would imagine Joe Lacob still wants him to be the coach, and maybe that's something that uh, we can ask Baxter when he comes on here at three fifteen about, you know, Joe Lacob and Steve Kerr, but I can't imagine that Joe Lacob the owner is ready to move off of Steve Kerr. Now maybe the price tag that Steve wants is too high for what Joe's willing to pay maybe going forward. That is yet to be determined. I- I'm more interested in the Clay Thompson part of this as we get into the off season and I do think that's determined by how this last twenty nine games goes.
2: Uh Charles in Redwood City here on Willard and Dims. Hey Charles, what's going on?
1: What's
4: up, Mark? What's up, Dez? Yo, uh, I just, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chillin'. I, I just wanted to say that I think sometimes when the two timeline thing comes up, I think people they look. First of all, let me say I love Steve Kerr. I, I don't think the Warriors should get rid of him. I don't think he should ever been fired. I was never anybody who said anything like that. But, at, but the one thing that did frustrate a lot of fans about him about the two timeline thing, I'll just use that for lack of better words, is that. Last year, you're right about 2022, Mark, wholeheartedly. They won the championship. Period. But they also did have a, a young ascending player in Jordan Poole that absolutely helped them win that championship. There's really no denying that. True. And when and when I'm sorry.
2: I said true. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, okay. And uh, so moving to the next year though, when they were to defend their title. What what people got frustrated with, was lot frustrated with and like I said, I love Steve I'm a Spurs fan. He won me a championship, two of them. One, almost single-handedly in a game we were going to lose to Dallas and lose the series. But he, he, did, he played Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. Major minutes, major minutes. Those dudes did not help the Warriors get anywhere. The thing, last, the thing that helped them get somewhere last year was when Andrew Wiggins disappeared for his personal reasons and Kaminga was in of the lineup. They were like 11th. They weren't even in the play-in. They ended up in the sixth. So, to me, all those minutes that didn't go to Moody, didn't go to Wiseman, didn't go to Kaminga in the beginning of the year, I think that the Warriors would be further ahead this year. And, and what are they missing? The only thing they really are missing truly off their team is some size. And people can speak to Wiseman and say he's not doing anything to Detroit, but the kid they got in front of him would start on 23 teams in the NBA. Jalen Durant is a heck of a basketball player. So, he's, he's not getting minutes there either because he's blocked. So, but I think he'd be better in the Warriors because he probably could grab a couple rebounds if he was stronger a year in. More yep. defensive training from Draymond Green. And Charles, more time.
2: yeah, you're, great call. Yeah. You're not, you're Charles, not wrong. Yeah. Um, he you're can't not-
1: play the Steve Kerr system. And this is something that Baxter put in his article about the read and react offense yep. and how Steve likes to run it and what Steph needs. Offensively, James Wiseman... He can't do what they need him to do. Uh, there's more to
2: respond on that, and, yeah. and, and we will, coming up here in just a second. And Baxter Holmes, who wrote the articles, 20 minutes away. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service bank, and no compromises. It's Willard and Dibbs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
3: I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.